0: welcome to the food is life podcast with me jambo and the wonderful
1: steph oh that was cute jambo thank you
0: that's all right so before we get going on this week's podcast steph how are you doing we're currently sat in lockdown lockdown whatever it is 99 we're actually doing this over skype guys so i'd love to hear or zoom i should say Love to hear what you've been up to, Steph.
1: What have I been up to? Diving deep right into the business side of Food is Life, which is not my strongest point, not my passionate point, the whole sales, the whole marketing. But I would say lockdown three for me has been quite a businessy one, hmm. which is quite sad and boring. But you know, if world domination is going to happen, that's where we have to make the moves, I reckon. So yeah, it's been a it's been a different one to the last few last couple of lockdowns i find motivation to exercise not been very high slash not around at all yes it's it's been a funny one
0: hasn't it it's been a tough one for sure i think i've struggled a lot with this one exercise wise just getting out and about i think it's because of the short days and cold and wet but it doesn't help does it no it doesn't but that is why you know people like you in the world keep us all shining
1: we try we try don't we
0: okay so this week we are talking about low carb and the gi index now this is something that is quite controversial i think for people that are in the fitness industry and people that sort of are interested in fitness health and fitness so steph talk to me what what you think when i say low carb diets low carb i
1: literally just want to punch you in the face quite Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's one of my most passionate topics and I'm sure a lot of people listening know that already, but let me go into why first. So Debbie, she wants to lose weight. She starts day one. She's going to go on a low carbohydrate diet. Week one goes low carb, fine. Gets on the scales on day seven, day eight. And Debbie's lost seven pounds. She's like, Oh, this is really good. This means carbs, definitely not my friend. Carbs are what were keeping me fat, blah, blah, blah. What Debbie hasn't taken into consideration over those seven days is first and foremostly, Debbie has taken out a whole food group from her diet. Therefore, she's probably by default in a calorie deficit. And secondly, when any human consumes carbs, we store them in our system and we also store them with a little bit of water. So, Debbie is also not storing that excess water because she's not eating the carbohydrates. Therefore, day eight when she's got on the scales are a little bit of a lie, shall we say. And it's it's a thing that I talk about a lot because it's not sustainable. Carbs Are the happy macronutrient. Everyone loves carbs. There's no need to cut out carbs in your diet to lose weight and be happy and be healthy. Because if you, like I say, can't see yourself eating this way in a year's time from now, what is the point? When Debbie, she might make progress for three weeks, six months on a low carb diet, is she going to sustain that long term? What happens when she starts eating carbohydrates again? Calories go up, water retention goes up, and then she has to find a different way to basically
0: start again, start the cycle. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I have done low carb before. I have been a victim of low carb. I thought it was gonna be the magic pill. Done it for a few, well, a few months actually. And something that I look back on now and I think like it like should have been like a more of a a sign. I so I first started losing weight and then I plateaued, but then all of a sudden like my training went out the window my mood was terrible like I just I wasn't enjoying that phase of my life like all of a sudden I was maybe losing a a pound a week or something by cutting out a whole food group but then my training was suffering my social life was suffering my relationship was suffering my just general mood was terrible and sometimes I think we think forget about how food is enhances our lives in more than one way you know it's what fuels us and without it I was miserable.
1: Yeah, and you've got to look at it from a nutrition perspective too. Like carbohydrates, the preferred fuel source for both the brain and the body. Carbohydrates also provide the easiest source of fiber for the body. Mm-hmm. Fiber, which I'm sure we can discuss um, another time, is fundamental for our health and our well-being. So yeah, it's, it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, and it's such a big thing for, I'm going, I want to lose weight, I'm going to cut out carbohydrates.
0: I think in the fitness industry or the health and fitness industry, when people sort of start to get on this journey, potentially that their diets are a little bit skew if before they don't have a real understanding of macronutrients and stuff. So they think the best way to go onto a diet is to high protein and get rid of all the processed stuff. And before they might have been eating loads of bread and pasta and what have you. Uh, All of a sudden they cut out. That's the way forward, because that's what people I guess what the problem is, is with like uh, men's health magazines and stuff. I don't know if you've read one recently. I actually used to read them a lot. I don't know why, because the absolute tripe and they'd say like, oh yeah, cut out pasta and in 20 weeks you will have six pack abs and stuff like that. And I think when you're new on the fitness journey, that is a great, that's a great tool to pick up in the shop, pick up a magazine, but it kind of like, you know, drums into your mind a bit too much that, all of a sudden, eat less pasta, eat more protein, and, you know, the pasta is the bad thing.
1: Yeah, one of my current lean beans, she's actually just started with me. We're in our first week of this course, and she, her husband does all the cooking. I'm sure she won't mind me saying. They didn't have, he just assumed she wouldn't want any rice at dinner, so he didn't give her the rice at dinner, and she put all her calories into my fitness pal, so logging everything, and she said, she said, at the end of the day, I had so many calories left over because, I just wasn't <laughs> eating carbs. So she's yeah. like, yes, this is awesome. So it's like realizing that actually when you're looking at all the numbers and analyzing all the data, there's so much room for food that you enjoy and carbohydrates and yeah, all this that, stuff.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know why, but we, uh, I guess it's ingrained into society or into our minds from when you go from a non-fitness or health and fitness, nutrition to being aware of it, that you probably do, you realize all of a sudden you, you probably eat a lot of processed food and a lot of carbohydrates in your day-to-day life, biscuits, crisps, pasta, what, whatever it should be, and they all of a sudden they're negative, so like crisps are a negative, you know, biscuits are a negative, so all of a sudden you think you have to get rid of all of it to become a healthier version of yourself. When... Yeah,
1: and it's the same thing with sugar as well. Yeah, people think gotta get rid of all the sugar, but it's the thing of people give up bread, for example, and then they feel so much better, and they're like, I just feel healthier. I feel so much more nourished. It's like yeah, because you were eating two slices of bread for breakfast, you were having a sandwich at lunch, you know, you were having I don't know soup in the evening, you're having some different kind of bread with it. Like that's, yeah, it's quantity. Like the devil is in the dose rather than
0: the, yeah. and again I've become a victim of this and I think this is something we spoke about before off air is I almost think as like sugar for example is being like the devil so if someone said to me eat this whatever for 150 calories I'd be like yeah no problem like 150 calories doesn't even scratch the surface of my calorie intake but if I saw something that was I know 40, 40 grams of sugar in it so 160 calories all of a sudden i'd be like whoa but and it's funny because like it would be around my training so it'd be i'm thinking now of an energy drink so there's an energy drink that i have before training and before i'd be so negative towards the fact it was 40 grams of sugar even though at the right time in the right place perfect you know it does its job but it's just funny how it's ingrained into our minds that all of a sudden like carbohydrates and sugars are the devil
1: yeah and One thing that really frustrates me about when you go shopping or you buy something and you look at the label and on the front of the label, you know, you get the like traffic light system of carbohydrates, fat, sugar. Never does it say the protein quantity of that meal or of that food item. It's always about the sugar and it's about the saturated fats. And it's like, what chance do we even have if this is what we're being thrown at?
0: Yeah. And again, it's a very interesting subject i don't actually know myself but obviously their government guidelines that or they brought in the traffic light system didn't they i remember it happened in the 2000s when i was a a boy a wee boy but i wonder like i don't know the ins and outs of why they brought that in and why they neglected things like the protein i know some products do state how much protein is in it now but i know it's not part of the traffic light system
1: yeah infuriates me
0: okay Steph, next question I have for you is, and I hear this banded around a lot, and it's a frustration of mine, right? The keto diet. And for those who don't know what the keto diet is, it's basically eating no carbs, or I think you have to be below 40 grams of carbs. 20, I think it is. 20 a day, and then you become in ketosis. Now, talk to me, what is it? Does it work? Is it all nonsense?
1: So, going into a state of ketosis, fundamentally means your body is fueling on fats rather than it is on carbohydrates so the body will always predominantly steer towards carbohydrate based energy source but ketosis is kind of changing that and one of the theories around it is the fact that we have more fat stores therefore you can last longer longer than you can on than on a carbohydrate based fuel source because you can only store a certain amount of carbohydrates in your system at one time so going 20 grams or lower of carbs a day. To put that into reality, you've got to think fruit and veg contains carbohydrates. So they are predominantly carbohydrates. Let's say a banana contains, let's say it's even five grams, depending on the size of the banana, five grams of carbohydrates in a banana. You you can barely eat any (laughs) carbohydrates Mm. in your day. And we've got to think fruits and veg, they are the main source of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals, fiber. They're so important and we the keto trend is i mean i personally know obviously don't like it if i don't like carbs i definitely don't like the ketosis again it's just unnecessary there's going to be what 0.003 percent of the population that are like yes this is for me yeah but the side the side effects of ketosis bad breath for one oh. if that's not enough yeah if that's not enough to convince you not to try keto, yeah so then i you know
0: is that, again? And I want to play devil's advocate here. Is that if you do work better off a low carb diet, and some people out there will prefer a low carb diet, that is not to say that it's not unhealthy or it's not it's not bad for you per se. Because some people, you know, it works for them. But yeah, I guess like you see so many people or here are so many people in the gym environment who say, "Oh, the best way to lose weight is go keto." and you all of a sudden lose all your fat and gain muscle and (laughs) I just feel like a lot of it is urban myth that has been like I I don't I don't don't actually know the real science behind it Steph
1: so another point I want to make on the ketosis diet is let's say Debbie goes on a keto diet she's working with a personal trainer who's probably going to recommend her a keto diet not a valid nutritionist goes on the keto diet debbie's come from a place of eating lots of processed food she's eating in calories surplus she's not drinking much water she's not moving much therefore she's not sleeping well her caffeine intake is really high every single day she's then met up with this personal trainer who's like okay she knows she wants to get training and moving perfect he's then like or she is like okay let's go on a keto diet Debbie then takes processed food out. She starts moving more. She starts losing a little bit of weight. She's starting feeling great. She's eating more nutrients. She's feeling great. She's like, ketosis, keto diet, this is the way to go. But it's not necessarily the keto that she's done in particular. It's just that she's changed a few aspects of her day to day life and her outcome of a healthy lifestyle. And she's then measuring that up against it's definitely the keto diet that's helped me do this rather than I'm just eating better, moving more, eating more nutrients, less processed food.
0: Yeah. Okay, Steph, I have got another question for you, because obviously I love triggering your passions. (laughs) Now, I want to talk about the glycemic index. And I've already stated that before I train, I have a high sugar energy drink just before training. In the morning, I also have oats. Now, talk to me about the different sides of the glycemic index, why it's important. What does it even mean?
1: So the glycemic index is basically a measurement of carbohydrates and how quickly they digest into your body and therefore how quickly you you can use those carbohydrates as energy. So you get the high end of the spectrum. So if you have a high GI food, it's digested fast into the body and you can utilize that energy faster. And then you've got the other end of the spectrum, low GI carb is slower and more of a steady release. So in terms of where this comes into any journey for a weight loss journey, absolutely no relevance. Okay, when you're looking at the GI scale over and above a calorie deficit, or even above a protein target, it's just irrelevant. So the only time that I would ever discuss GI with a client is if I'm working with them on sports performance so an athlete or someone that wants to improve their performance in whatever way the reason being Jambo, let's say you're going to play a rugby match that lasts 80 minutes at half time this is when I could suggest to you to take on a higher GI carbohydrate fuel source because it's going to boost your energy and keep your performance intensity higher for the duration of the second half, for example. Yeah. Um, for, for Debbie that is looking to lose weight, if she's focusing on her GI, she's focusing on the wrong thing.
0: Okay. So, one last question on the GI, just so it's in black and white for everyone to hear. I'm in a calorie deficit. Okay. And I am only getting my carbohydrates from fruit. So I'm eating mangoes, I'm eating strawberries and blueberries. And I think there's like a, sometimes it goes around a bit too much around on social media that fruit will make you fat. If I am in a calorie deficit, but I'm eating things that are high on the glycemic index, it's not going to magically be stored into fat.
1: Absolutely not. Now, I don't know where all fruits sit on the GI scale because it's not funnily enough something i look into but let's say banana for example is a high gi Mm -hmm. and berries are a lower gi Mm -hmm. people are then like okay then the banana is going to digest faster and you're going to get hungrier quicker rather than if you have the berries then they're going to be a slower release no come on look you've got all the nutrients in the banana you've got to look at that rather than the gi again focusing on the wrong things definitely let's just um gi is a no no
0: (laughs) Okay. I actually I'm gonna put my hands up and say when I first started in this industry and we're talking many moons ago, would say fruit is high in sugar and you should avoid it. But <gasps> learn and you know, you put your hands up and you can make mistakes. Like we've all been there and I think it's time to like exactly the reason we do this podcast is to educate people. Fruit is open. I would
1: just like to say, I think you discussing saying no fruit is allowed is just as bad as me juice dieting.
0: Yeah, just for
1: now.
0: There, it is on par. (laughs) The thing is, what's the worst thing is that usually the people I'll be talking to would be doing a high-intense exercise and stuff like that. When, like, you know, you're young, you make mistakes, you learn (laughs) about being open-minded.
1: It is. It is. We like to talk about our mistakes. It's important.
0: Yeah, um, I've made more than most. Okay, so what I'm hearing is low carb is nonsense in regards to helping you lose more weight and (laughs) we are fruit glycemic index keto we've obviously discussed a lot of things that come up on social media it's actually something that's really important to talk about is what to listen to on social media just because you see a well put together graphic of somebody stating that fruit is bad for you and keto is good for you and because they've lost x amount on the scales doesn't mean that it's actually true okay important to listen to people that are truly qualified not just people who've done a you know a six week level three pt course now are giving out the best nutrition advice they can
1: yeah i would also like to say on that is in our lean bean grad group at the moment we're doing this happy challenge and one of the challenges is to unfollow people that don't serve you a purpose or provide positivity in your life on social media yeah and I've actually just someone sent me someone's profile um she's a coach I believe and the first thing I looked at in her bio she her videos are really good her content's good but I'm like where's what qualifications does she have it's just natural instinct for me to say yeah where's she getting this information from yeah because I can unpick what's good science what's bad science in terms of nutrition but for a lay person that doesn't know that they should be fruit not avoiding it this if they don't have qualifications ask these people where they're getting their information from because they might sound good and their instagrams look all fun and cool and funny but it's really important i think it's a message that we don't stress enough the we need to know where this information is coming from because
0: yeah i I think Something that's actually popped up a lot during lockdown is people, especially like a lot of uh, PTs or coaches, have a bit more time to put into their social media. So all of a sudden they're getting onto Photoshop and they're making up graphics and it's, things are looking really professional. But it's just important to, I think, like a big thing, is that if Steph gave me advice now on exercise, she's she knows enough about exercise that she could probably get me some sort of results up to a certain point. And the same if... You came to me and asked me things about nutrition. I could get you to a certain, I have enough knowledge to get you to a certain point, but that's a very limited. And after that, and once you get past that stage, you need people to have the experience and knowledge to take you th- uh, further. So these people that could could well get you results in eight weeks, and I see it a lot, uh, people say, oh, you know, do X, Y, and Z and they'll give you the fundamentals and then you're left to it and you don't make any progress. Whereas, you know, finding someone who's done years and years of research, experience, study and You know, you might come across all sorts of different things, and they have the knowledge for you there rather than just be able to create a good graphic on social media.
1: Yeah. And I know we are very much digressing here, but. You have to think in any industry, for example, I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of thousands of pounds on university degrees mm-hmm. to learn this stuff. Like doing a six week online nutrition course does not compare. And there's just no two ways about that. And it's the same with like, it infuriates me when PTs are giving out nutrition plans and giving out nutrition advice. Yes, to an extent, but stay in your lane.
0: Absolutely. It's just like you, you could give me a Exercise program, and if I stuck to it, I probably wouldn't see benefit. But there's so much more layers to it. So, yeah, like you said, we are digressing. Low (laughs) carb, absolute nonsense. (laughs) Keto's nonsense. Eat fruit.
1: (laughs) Love it. Love it.
0: Okay, okay, Steph. So, what is the takeaway from uh, this week's podcast?
1: I really really need you to eat carbohydrates if you are listening to this and you haven't been eating carbohydrates for x amount of time go and have some boost your mood boost your energy boost your sex drive boost your motivation to exercise it literally has an impact on so many factors in your life and carbohydrates do not need to be something that we they're not the devil we love them we want you to love them just as much yeah quite simply
0: for me, it is build a new relationship with carbohydrates, build that foundation. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to go out and eat carbohydrates for every last bit of your food, <laughs> but learn to love them again, learn learn to appreciate what they do for your body. And it's more than just that they they get stored as fat. Carbohydrates help with so many things in life.
1: Yeah. And it's finding your sweet spot for carbohydrates. Like the more active you are, the more carbohydrates you'll need, etc. There's so many layers to it, like we've just actually been discussing. and. I'm always open to talking about it. If you want to find me on social media or email me, happy to talk about it and see where you're at and make sure you're eating. Yeah, in my good,
0: actually a good time to plug this for you, Steph is obviously we aim this at a, it's a weight loss podcast and a nutrition podcast, but also I've discussed it with you many times about sports performance. And I know it's something that you have done some, some,
1: my whole master's degree.
0: Yeah. Whole master's degree. There we go. <laughs> I was going to say you've done a
1: six week course.
0: Six week course on it. Um but yeah, by all means, if you're listening to this and you think that this doesn't apply to you or you know that someone is struggling with sports nutrition, slide into Steph's DM. She is the bomb.
1: I love it. Love
0: mm. it. Okay, guys. So Steph, where can we find you on social media?
1: So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at foodislife.nutrition. You can also find my website if you want to go and look for some testimonials, see what services I provide outside of the Lean Bean course. That is foodislifenutrition.com. You can also sign up to my daily email there. (laughs) Yeah, where can we find you, Jambo?
0: You can find me strictly on Instagram, uh, at jambo.the.great. Also, a new feature, which I mentioned in one of our last podcasts, was I have started a new Instagram where it has all my recipes on. Some of them are very nutritious, others are just naughty. so that's at jambo. the dot recipes. Question Yes.
1: Do your recipes contain carbohydrates?
0: They do. <laughs> oh <Thank> yeah <laughs> So thanks for tuning in guys and hopefully we'll speak to you soon.
1: Bye Bye-bye.
0: bye 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 bye.